Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Love finding out that we got listeners from out of state. Chase in Atlanta. What's up, my man? Here you're a podcaster. Right on. Keep up the good work. Whatever it is you're doing, find a niche and be fantastic at that niche. We got a good friend of our show. His name is Tyler Butler. Love this dude. Runs a, an account called Sports and Culture. A couple of years ago, he was right where you are, Brandon. He was a part-time uh, show producer, fill-in guy, probably running firm in basketball. I don't remember exactly what he was doing at the time. But we're having a, we're having a conversation in my office. This is, this is good advice for any of you who are thinking about getting into sports media. He's, he's sitting in my office like, man, I don't know that I can uh, – I don't know that I can stay here much longer. I got, I got other things that I want to do. And I said, look, you get to make whatever type of content you want if you're a podcaster. So whatever it is you like, trust me, there are people out there who like it too. I'm not saying it's a huge audience, but find that thing you like. Find an underserved niche in sports broadcasting that you want to serve and serve the hell out of it. So and he's actually a podcaster for a show called Dirty Phonetics Online. It's about Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And uh, his listening audience, audience is now 250 on YouTube, and I, I think he's at 500 or more so far. Nice. So he's building it up there, but I agree with you. Find that niche. Yeah. You will get those so, people. So Tyler is now doing a fantastic job covering women's sports in the upstate. And this is an underserved market. Trust me, it is a fast-growing market. And Tyler has got ins with so many universities, way more than he ever expected to have ins with. Tyler Butler from Spartanburg. Yeah, that's him. That's exactly what I'm talking about, Texter. And he's growing this thing, and, and it's going to pop. It really is. I don't know how many followers he's got at the moment, but it's growing and growing. So shout out to to him. Shout out to you. Uh, shout out to Dylan in Kentucky who's listening to the show. Shout out to you, man. Thanks for listening from out of state. We really, really appreciate it. So first two quarters, first two and a half quarters. They were on. They're boring. They're boring. We had a fumble. That was probably the most exciting thing that happened in the first half of the game. 49ers got close to scoring. They fumbled the ball away. Christian McCaffrey didn't work out for him. And then we had a flurry of activity coming down the stretch. We got so much audio to get to here. A plethora, a cornucopia 
of things we haven't even played yet on the show today. So let's start right at the top. Clip number one, the final call of the Chiefs achieving their dynasty with the overtime win, 25-22. The seventh longest game in the history of the NFL was one of the most memorable ones as well. And the Chiefs, you're going to hear a lot about it. You might as well say it right now. They have their dynasty. Yes. They absolutely do. We got a, we got extra football, and it was extremely compelling football. We got great football last night in the second half of that game. Number two clip here, Andy Reid on what it feels like to become a three-time Super Bowl champion. How does it feel? Old. <laughs> no, sure, it feels great. I, I mean, I'm so proud of the guys and the job that they did, the coaches. Uh, you know, all those canned sayings, I feel good about. You know, they're, they're a great bunch of guys. You got to love Andy Reid. He's got such a dry sense of humor. Uh, he was asked a week ago or two weeks ago uh, what it was like to be recognized on the street for his commercials. And he just says, you know what? I like sharing my love of nuggies. <laughs> Have you seen all his commercials? How about telling those nuggies? And he keeps laying at the patch. Exactly. Exactly. So the dude's got a dry sense of humor. He can be really, really funny when he wants to be. I love that guy. Uh, Number three clip here, Patrick Mahomes on Andy Reid, who, you know, some are predicting he may hang it up. I don't think he will. More on that here in just a few minutes. But Patrick Mahomes on what it's like playing for Andy. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, But the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, And for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being my head coach. Um, And um, and and other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. I think any coach who tried to who would try to change what Patrick Mahomes does, which is create, uh, would be uh, would be an idiot. It would be a total idiot. He he would uh, he, he can't do that. You can't shut a guy who's that creative and that one of a kind type of talent down. Unfortunately, here clip number four is uh, is a bad piece of audio. So I'll just describe it to you. Uh, Patrick Mahomes discussed being back-to-back Super Bowl champions, and he says, we're not done. You want me to try and play it? No, don't worry about it. Okay. It's a bad piece oh, of yeah, audio. Oh, yeah, because he's all on the yeah, mic. Yeah, it's like, a bad piece of mic. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes yells into the microphone. Uh, it's not good. But the point is, he he says, nah, man, we're going for the three-peat. So I don't think Andy Reid is going to retire. I think Travis Kelsey might. If any of them are going to retire this year, I think it'll be, be Travis. Andy would be my second choice. Travis Kelsey here. Uh, this this is a piece that a lot of people have been asking about today. What we thought about this situation. Travis Kelsey, he got heated. He got in Andy Reid's face on it the sideline. Bumped, bumped him. Here was the the CBS call of that happening. Jim, we saw the frustration from Travis Kelsey on Christmas Day throwing the helmet. That's exactly what he did when he came off the sidelines, throwing it down again in frustration. Isaiah Pacheco, also frustrated, went up and down the bench, apologizing to everyone. Spent a lot of time with offensive coordinator Matt Nagy. He cannot afford to have Pacheco lose confidence in himself. Andy Reid saying to him, hold it high and tight, high and tight all day. Well, you win the title. All is forgiven. Now, if if they hadn't won that football game, 
I guarantee you there would have been some words between Andy and Travis after the game on that situation. Uh, and so many memes came out of that. I've seen I've seen a million and one memes of what Travis was yelling in Andy Reid's face in that situation. But he was asked uh, by ESPN what exactly he said to Andy in that situation. And here's how that went down. When you and Andy Reid had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw you guys saw that. What was the conversation well, about? Was it were a few cameras? I mean, was it? Hey, I need the ball. I can help us win. What was that about? Uh, man, it was. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling him how much I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Texer asks, when I saw Kelsey bump Reid, I wondered if red flags went up for Taylor Swift. Come on, come on, Texter. He's stinky rich. They in love. You know, it's a heated exchange on the sideline. I don't think a player, a veteran player, getting heated with his head coach is going to make Taylor Swift stop dating the guy. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, you don't stand a chance, Texter, so uh, don't don't hope for anything like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have um, God, Georgia Bulldog, Miko Hardman, catching the game winner. Uh, this is the Kansas City Chiefs radio call. This is fantastic to have a guy from Georgia who played his college ball at Georgia catching the game winner. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs do it in overtime. Man, give me the homer call every single time the local radio call every single time now we're gonna I skip we're gonna skip forward here this is why keep that one in the back of your mind that that play-by-play guy losing his mind and juxtapose that with tony romo singing along with the bumper music going into a commercial break and tell me that you want tony romo over the Kansas City call. I doubt you'll tell me that. Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Ramon. <laughs> My ears are hurting. Hey, Jim Nance was great as always. Hello, friends. Jim Nance is great. He's a consummate professional, but Tony Romo singing Adele over the jeez, uh, uh, <laughs> just stop just stop tony that was awful that was awful hey for every winner there is a loser kyle shanahan twice now has given up 10 point leads in the super bowl man that was just ugly he talks about the emotions in the locker room and what it was like to face those players this uh here is clip number nine I mean, we all hurt. I mean, everyone knows how it feels and um, don't have a lot of words for it. But obviously we're hurting. Our team's hurting. But that's how it goes when you put yourself out there. I'm real proud of our guys for 
No regrets with our team. I thought our guys played so hard today. Not everything was perfect by no means, but um, I'm going to lose with a group of guys. It's do with those guys anytime. And um, we'll take some time. We'll get over this and um, come back next year ready to go. Man, I'm not sure that's one of the ones you ever get over. No, you never get over that. But Kyle Shanahan here, we, we spent a lot of time earlier in the show talking about just how well Brock Purdy played in that game. He talks about how proud he is of Brock, the way he played this whole season and last night in Super Bowl 58. Um, hopefully I'll spend a little time with him tonight. We'll see how it goes. But, um, I mean, there, you don't say a lot. There's not much to say. You let guys deal with it. you gotta, you got to feel this. It's not something that just words or anything makes it feel better. You sit there and you deal with it, and you've got to do that for a while. But man, I'm so proud of Brock, um, how he shows up every week, how he plays. Uh, he had an unbelievable year, and um, he did a hell of a job today. And now Brock Purdy knows here in clip number 14 that they left points on the field. They know that they missed chances that cost them that game. Here is Brock uh, talking about, you know, just, just what they, the opportunities that they had that they couldn't capitalize on. The first thing that comes to mind is just like when you have an opportunity like we did, you know, to, to really, you know, put some points up on them and, and take it, you got to take it, man. It's the Super Bowl. We got a, a good team in the Chiefs on the other side. And, um, you know, I think we had opportunities to do that and, and fell, we all fell short of it. And, um, I think that's what eats at me is I feel like we could have sort of we had our opportunities, man, to I think sort of lap them and get up on them. And I think we we failed to do that. So moving forward with my career and, you know, if you get blessed enough to get in this kind of position again, you think you have to understand that and uh, learn the hard way. I know that Lonzo on the morning show here is a huge uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Happy for him. I had no real dog in the fight in this Super Bowl. I wanted to see. The 49ers win because I wanted to see Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes both get a ring and shove that in uh, Dave Tepper's face. The owner of the Carolina Panthers let both of those guys go, had them both on roster. So I wanted to see both of those guys get the win, but ultimately it was not meant to be. Here is Christian McCaffrey uh, asked about Brock Purdy's play and how uh, and how he performed in his first Super Bowl. I thought he did great. I think, uh, you know, you go look at the self-inflicted wounds we had and um, we just beat ourselves. Yeah, they all know. They all know that it was self-inflicted, that they had opportunities to win that game. I mean, the defense who had played so well for the first half of that game, even even deep into the third and fourth quarters, they they just they gave up a massive drive in the, in the uh, overtime of that game. And, you know, Steve Wilkes had the chance to go out there and and show himself to be a champion and ultimately – Patrick Mahomes was just better. And when you got a guy that's playing as elite as Patrick Mahomes does, a guy that will get you 13 yards on a third and long when he has to have it. Like you just can't you can't beat somebody who is that good. And Patrick Mahomes is now entering that circle of players and coaches that I don't bet against. Like I don't I, I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady. I wouldn't bet against Nick Saban. You just don't do it. No. Because they're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel foolish. And you're, you're going to feel like you tried to outsmart the room. And you're going to lose your money. So don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And, man, it's just it was epic to watch him do that on that final drive there. When we come back, we had a wide-ranging conversation with Chris Phillips of 
SEC Unfiltered. Didn't get to ask him all the questions that we want to ask him, but the best part is we're going to have him back on next week. You're going to hear our conversation from earlier in the show next, right here on Offsides with Diesel and Brandon on the Fan Upstairs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Very much Burt Kreischer. If I if I just whipped my shirt off, maybe ate a few more uh, donuts, I would go more towards Burt Kreischer than I would like to admit. Is there somebody that you've been accused of looking eerily similar to? Well, Diesel, first things first, I appreciate you having me on, my friend. As Burt has shown, by the way, as long as you just own it, right, you can make it work. <laughs> That's- funny, enough, funny enough, guys, um, in the earlier days of the Spurs Up show, when I had a couple more LBs on me, uh, I actually got accused of looking like Steven Garcia, believe it or not. Oh, and, I can totally see that. And I, and I, you know what? I took that as a compliment. And guys, I'll, uh, I'll say this on air, and I'll, I'll keep it PG. But I'll never forget. A couple of years ago, I had Steven on the airwaves. He's a friend of the show, friend of mine, awesome dude, obviously a legend. And I asked Steven. I said, Steven. There's been people telling me that you and I sort of look alike. Is that a good thing or not? Sort of just in joking. And his response was, oh, yeah, that's a great thing. I'm sure you get laid a lot is essentially what he <laughs> Well, Garcia, now, for you. The, the massively successful and newly svelte Chris Phillips joins us on the show. He owns, operates, runs SEC Unfiltered. Man, it's so, it's so great to follow along with your success and see what you're doing continue to grow now that you've opened things up to, uh, to all the membership of the SEC. Man, what, what another massive step for the South Carolina Gamecocks and the ability that they showed against Vanderbilt. Now, it wasn't the most impressive win. It's a 15-point win against a very, very bad Vanderbilt team. But what impressed me most about that game 
was freshman Colin Murray Boyles putting up 31 points. Meanwhile, uh, guys like Michi, I think he scored six points in that game. Um, You got three or four or five guys deep on that roster who could go off and have that night just about any night. God, that sets this team up so well for uh, for a tournament run there isn't a shut this guy down and shut the team down situation how did the Gamecocks find so many of those guys in such a transfer portal laden roster well Diesel you're absolutely right man it's it's not just one guy I think most of us coming into the season thought it was going to be Michi Johnson and the question was who was going to step up around him and if you would have told me before the season that there would be stretches where he would have three points four points six points zero points in a couple of games, I, I would have told you it would have been a very, very rocky stretch and a long season for South Carolina. And the, the fact that it seems like it's, you know, it seems like it's a different hero every week, right? You've got B.J. Mack, you've got Taylon Cooper stepping up. Now it's Colin Murray Boyles has just taken over, and I think you could realistically see South Carolina feature the coach of the year and the freshman of the year. And that obviously makes them lethal, right? When you go into tournament time and some guys are going to get hot. Some guys are going to get cold. But you know there's at least going to be somebody, a guy or two there, that's going to get hot and be able to carry the load, if you will. Uh, how did they do it, Diesel? And, again, I, I think when you just stack good players on good players and you have a bunch of good players and they went out in the portal and we've talked about a lot, they added quality players. And, uh, you know, there's a, higher like, uh, there's a higher probability that you're going to have a couple of those guys clicking, right? I mean, not everybody's going to be on their A game. Not everybody's going to play their best. But, again, that's why you stack depth. We talk about it in every other sport, and basketball is no different. So, you know, the most impressive thing, Diesel, you made a great point. That Vanderbilt win, it wasn't the fact that you beat Vanderbilt, who, you know, them and Missouri, the two worst teams in the SEC, and it's not even close. But, you know, it's the fact that South Carolina, we've always known the Gamecocks to pull big upsets, right? Whether it's beating Kentucky, whether it's beating somebody else, whatever it might be. But they haven't had that Gamecock game. And if you're a South Carolina fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They haven't had that letdown game where it's like, oh, they turned back into the pumpkin, right? Oh, there's South Carolina, the one that was picked 14th in the SEC. So it's been a great job in regards to focus by South Carolina, right? Especially this past week. That was a really big week. You finally got some respect. You finally cracked the top 25. And you, know, you could have gotten the big head. You could have patted yourself on the back. But, again, I think when you look at this team, you got a bunch of veteran guys who have had success. They're good basketball players. But I think the culture is good in Columbia, and I think that's what you're seeing, and I think that's why they're able to attack and approach the game the right way. And I'm stoked, Diesel, for this week. So we're really going to learn. And we, we've learned a lot. Let's not sit here and say I want to stop myself before I say, you know, we're going to learn who this South Carolina team is. They're a really good team, right? But – just how good can they be? That Auburn game Wednesday is going to tell us a lot in regards to if you can go into the jungle and beat Auburn, you go from talking about, okay, this is a team that can compete and win the SEC regular season title to this is a team that, I mean, who knows how far they can go in March. Maybe we're talking about an Elite Eight or a Final Four team, which sounds crazy to say, but uh, would be true. Chris, I swear you're reading off my paper. You you led me right into my very next question. Yeah, just that, that massive matchup against Auburn on Wednesday night on the road, Valentine's Day, number 11 South Carolina at uh, – where where did they move to in the new AP rankings? Excuse me, number 13. 11. Uh, no, well, yeah, South Carolina moved up to 11. Auburn sits at number 
13. I mean, that's going to be a massive matchup. But even as you look forward the next uh, three or four games past that, you got two AP-ranked teams still on the schedule. you got Florida sitting at 31 that uh, very well could be a quad one win by season's end. you got Texas A&M sitting at 37 in the net. Ole Miss sitting at 58 in the net. Both of those would be quad one games because they're on the road. And you go 3-1 and one in those games or 4-0 and oh in those games, you're looking at, you know, top seven, top eight, and you're setting yourself up so well going into the SEC tournament and March Madness. Is that enough of a spark? And I know you know this fan base better than anybody else, and I've asked you this question a couple of times now. Is that enough of a spark to turn even the staunchest football-first Gamecock fan into a basketball diehard and really, really build on this thing year over year? I mean, Diesel, I think a lot of folks are already doing that, believe it or not. I, I think this is the shot in the arm that this Gamecock Nation needed after this football season, right? Where, And we all know football is king, but a lot of folks were down and out. There weren't high hopes, weren't high expectations going into the basketball season. And, and listen, Gamecock fans, above all else, they love a winner, right? It could be cornhole. It could be ping pong. It doesn't matter what it is. They would show up and show out and, and show love and support. So, uh, but I think certainly, Diesel, to your point, as the wins and basketball and baseball are like this, right? And I'm admittedly, I, 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 you know, I like baseball a little bit more than basketball when it comes to my pecking order, right? We all have our preferences, and that's totally fine. I love basketball, but I played baseball, so it's a little bit different. But basketball and baseball, as you guys both know, it is a sport where you have to put a product on the field. Football. We're all going to show up and we're all going to watch no matter what because there's only 12 games and there's nothing that moves the needle like football. When it comes to basketball and baseball, you have to have a product. If you don't, folks will check out. So, I mean, of course, Diesel, as the wins continue to stack up, I think certainly the interest level is only going to grow. But, I mean, I think it's at a a fever pitch right now. And as the Gamecocks, I would say this too, and I would caution not necessarily South Carolina fans. I would speak to the entire SEC nation, if you will, I just think it's going to be unfair if South Carolina goes in this next four-game stretch and goes two and two. It doesn't, it doesn't discredit who they are or what they've done. Everybody takes their licks in this league, Diesel, at some point. Like, that's what's been so impressive about South Carolina. They've won seven in a row. Like, that's unprecedented. That's ins- I don't care who they played. That's insane because any given night you can lose in this league. You know, as you go on the road to Auburn, you take on Texas A&M, you take on Florida. You know, South Carolina takes a lick or two. It doesn't discredit who they are. It doesn't discredit the fact they are a contender. It doesn't discredit the fact they're a real threat in March. It's just the simple fact that the SEC is a gauntlet. It's as deep as any conference out there when it comes to college basketball. So, But to that point, Diesel, it's a great opportunity. This team hasn't flinched at every opportunity it's gotten. And so, you know, in a, in a game in which I know a lot of people are going to be picking Auburn, a lot of people are going to say, okay, this is the game where South Carolina is going to get exposed. And, you know, you may be right, but do not be surprised if the Gamecocks come out and make life really tough on Bruce Pearl's team. And I think Auburn, you could vouch for the best team in the SEC. But, you know, I said that about Tennessee as well. And South Carolina went to Rocky Top and virtually dominated that game. So I would not put anything past the Gamecocks at this point. But going to Neville Arena, certainly going to be their stiffest test the season thus far. So, Chris, it's Brandon here. Now, with everything that's going on in the SEC this year, you know, the the incredible success of South Carolina, the shocking downfall of Kentucky, which what they what they lost their third straight game uh, ever <clears throat> in a row. Uh, who is your sleeper team that could shock both people in both the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament? 
I, I think Texas A&M, Brandon, you look at Buzz Williams' squad, I mean, they're, they're kind of sitting there, I think, even on the bubble, but uh, they're starting to heat up a little bit. You look at the last couple of games, took down Tennessee, uh, beat Kentucky a couple games ago. I mean, I, I beat Florida. You know, I, I just – I would never sleep on a Buzz, Buzz Williams coach squad, right? They were that team last year that I think rattled off like 15 conference wins in a row or something like that. And they're just dangerous, man. You're talking about a team that's sort of middle of the pack or even lower third and that's just dangerous. I, I would say Texas A&M. I think you look at the record and maybe it's easy to sleep on the Aggies, but – uh, make no mistake, when you face off against Buzz Williams, it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And when you've got a player like Wade Taylor, who, guys, you could argue he's the best player in college basketball, or he's at least one of the best, you've always got a chance. So I think Texas A&M is certainly one of those teams that you're not going to want to see in the SEC tournament. You're not want to. You're, you're not going to want to get them. Let's say in March Madness, if it's if it's a five twelve matchup. You don't want that 12 to be Texas A&M, I can assure you. So, And I think there's a couple teams like that in the SEC that are really dangerous come tournament time. But Texas A&M and Buzz Williams will be my pick. Go look him up on Twitter, at SEC Unfiltered. His name is Chris Phillips. Chris, there was a play last night in the Super Bowl that blew me away because you don't see trick plays thrown very often in the Super Bowl. You know the one I'm talking about. Juwan Jennings, Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown. Butch Jones tweeted a clip of his Tennessee Vol team running the exact same play but he turns his replies off. What was the bigger mic drop? Tweeting that play and turning the replies off. Or Joe Biden's just like we drew it up with the red glowing eyes post immediately after the game. That diesel was insane. And I mean, I thought it was a parody. I thought there's no way this is actually Joe Biden's <laughs> ex account. And I like I was I'm still shocked. I don't know what the point of that was. Like I, I really I, I just, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge political guy. Like, I'll go ahead and get that out there. But that was off the wall. So, for me, that was the big – I still can't believe that. That Like, that to me was the bigger mic drop. Like, that was something you would see the burner accounts of social media running around with and posting and memeing or whatever. And I'm like, who sent this? Because we know <laughs> didn't send it. Like, there's no way Joe Biden has ever logged on to X before or sent any sort of post on social media. So I'd love to know who the intern is that sent that, that thought that was going to be funny. And maybe some got a chuckle out of it. I didn't like have a problem with it. It just, I, I don't know how to react to it to be, it just, it startled <laughs> me to be honest with you. Well, um, the Jones thing though was hilarious. Uh, cutting the replies off, laugh out loud, funny. He knows like, that's a man who knows his audience. That's a man who knows how Tennessee fans feel about him. And, um, I mean, all he did was make the quote tweets an absolute mess. So I, I don't know how much good he did with cutting the replies off. But, uh, yeah, Jawan Jennings, man, had, had a couple of SEC guys. Of course, Miko Hardman, the former Georgia receiver, caught the game-winning touchdown. So uh, the SEC ball player certainly shined. But that Joe Biden post, man, I, I still <laughs> I mean, one. I mean, we, we share, a, share a text line with our sister station, WORD 98.9. And we had a couple of text messages come to us last week as Mark was talking about Taylor Swift so much. Uh, you know, just this this concept that that the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift being there and being with Travis Kelsey and supposedly going to be coming down onto the field after the game was all a sigh up to get us talking about vaccinations. And, I, I, you know, that's where that came from. I thought it was hysterical that they posted. Yeah, of course, Joe Biden himself didn't have anything to do with it because he didn't have probably didn't have a clue what it was all about. Uh, but but to have that happen immediately following the Super Bowl, man, that one blew me away. So uh, 
So we got some exciting fireworks there at the very tail end of the football game. Chris, I got like five more questions for you, but, man, we're just running out of time. It is what it is. We, we have fantastic conversations as we go down avenues that we don't expect every single time we bring you on the show. So I'll just have to hang on to them until next Monday. I appreciate your time so much. Diesel, appreciate you guys, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. That is Chris Phillips, the Spurs Up show. Uh, we will be... A lot of us grew up with our parents. Oh, I'm doing a Patrick Mahomes. A lot of us grew up with our parents taking every little piece of artwork we did and sticking it on the fridge. Isn't that sweet? That's not, <laughs> however, the way this high school art teacher chose to deal with the leftover artwork from the students in her class. A high school teacher in Canada is being accused by students and parents of selling his students' artwork online, some pieces, for over $100 here, which I don't know if that's American dollars or Canadian dollars, because what is that, like two moose pelts and a, <laughs> and a pint of syrup? I'm not sure what that is. Uh, but here are two concerned parents talking about their kids' work being sold online. I'm extremely disgusted with this person. Unbelievable. Is this the teacher asking for certain type of projects to be done to be able to you know, sell them. This is something that they did, that they put their heart and their soul in the artwork. You know, they get an A, a B, a C, or a D on it, but he's getting $118 in his pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, first of all, it's called commissioning an art, a piece of artwork. When you ask somebody <laughs> to do a specific piece of artwork, that's called commissioning. Now, if the teacher had been smart, he could have parlayed this into a business class lesson. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, you if you sell a piece for a hundred bucks, you give the student sixty, seventy, seventy-five, you keep twenty-five. You know, that's not that can be like their it's that's kinda like their a, NIL. It's called being an art broker. <laughs> yep. This teacher could have been the art broker for these students. Oh. And I'm like, see, if you try harder, if you do better work. You can sell your art for more. Now this art must have looked really impressive, though. But then I get a higher though. percentage. Yeah, that I think it's it's so shady. It's so <laughs> shady. It's so wrong to do this. But like, man, that's a brilliant scam because I mean, I took all kinds of high middle school and high school art classes. Like some of them here, I'm going to turn this around and show you. All right. Like these are these are mugs. These are coffee mugs with like ugly. That one with the hat, People or the, the one in the on middle, them. looks weird. Yeah, they're just they're just ugly mugs. But then again, people will buy. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. People see and things the most unusual you see talent. Coffee mugs with ugly, you know, faces on them. You see the ones that like are like molded to look like faces, and some of them are horrible to look at. But. <laughs> I mean, here's a kid said they felt cheated. They felt cheated by this teacher who sold his piece of artwork. Another one calls it extremely troubling. And I like if you had just turned this into a lesson, it'd have been okay. It'd have been okay. I mean, like, how many times did you did you do something for art class and afterwards you're like, I don't want this thing. Oh, I don't. I don't need this. I'm not taking this home. Like. 
I had to you make know, some stupid why? pillow once, and now yeah. I, I, I think my, I don't even know if my mom still has it, but yeah, I had to make a pillow once. I hated doing that. And like, just imagine if you found out that you you did this project, you hated it, but your teacher sold it on Etsy for fifty bucks. Oh, I'd be mad. Be like, hey, give me my set, give, give my me money, seventy five percent, and then you keep the other twenty five percent. Let's let's get something going here. That's called business. Yeah. Look, we teach a lot of dumb things in this country. In in school, like grade school, there's a lot of things that are pointless. Like I'm not that person who says shouldn't teach our kids algebra because they use calculators now. Like like you should know the theory behind some of these things. But I, I think there are better ways. Like you should teach kids how to balance their finances. We don't teach people that. You should teach kid teach kids how to do their taxes or how to invest money properly. We don't do that. Nope. In this country, I think that's a valuable lesson. That kids should learn, whether it's a high school level course, like a senior level course, like, hey, you're about to graduate school. You're about to have your own money. You could invest some of it. Learn about credit cards. Learn about a credit card. Learn about playing the stock market. All sorts of things. Those are valid things that they should be teaching kids. Maybe not like how to make a pillow. I had to make a gym bag. (laughs) Oh, I had to make. I think that would be much better than making a pillow. Oh, I used it forever. I I made it my high school, uh, like colors. Yeah. And I used that thing like all through college. I did. So it was useful. But I just imagine being able to stack on top of that. Hey, these things are selling. You want to make some more? <laughs> like make make 10 of these things. Then then I'm more willing to do it, right? Yeah. I'm more willing to do it if I know I'm going to make 70% off of this thing. Give me my piece of the pie, right? Yeah. Yeah, what do you say? 71307, start your text with keyword fan. If you're a, you're a parent and you found out that your kid's high school art teacher was selling their art, like the stuff that they didn't want anymore, what would you do? Next question is, how did the parents find out about it? That's a fantastic question. That's a fantastic follow-up here. And this is a very long, very dense article, and it's bad radio to read articles. Yep. Uh, over the years, so I'm not going to do that. But like, is, does it all come down to as long as you give me my cut? Because clearly, this teacher has business sense. Teach the kids a business lesson at the same time. I think that would be brilliant. So I saw this a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. This is um, a side by side comparison. We're already talking about Patrick Mahomes oh as God. being the goat, right? Yeah, A side-by-side comparison of playoff stats before turning 30 between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Patrick's 28. Mm-hmm. Don't know when his birthday is. So he's got at least one, possibly two more playoff runs before he turns 30. Patrick Mahomes has had 18 playoff games so far. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady had 14 playoff games before turning 30. So he's already got four more playoff games. Mahomes leads Brady 5,100 to 3,200 passing yards in Mm -hmm. the playoffs with four more games. But that doesn't account for 2,000 yards, obviously. So he's been been more efficient in those games. Mm -hmm. He's got 41 passing touchdowns to Tom Brady's 20, double, He's got one fewer interception, eight to nine. Both have three Super Bowl championships by 30. And Patrick Mahomes has one more Super Bowl MVP 
Ward versus Tom Brady. That's such a scary stat. <laughs> so with two years to go, and Tom Brady, this is his stat all the way up to 30 years old. So he's got two more years on him here. I don't know if Tom got into the playoffs at, at 20, 28 and 29. But Pat's got four more games, 2,000 more yards, 21 more touchdowns, one fewer interception, the same number of championships, and one more Super Bowl MVP award. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to pass Tom Brady as the GOAT. I feel it too. He's going to pass Tom Brady as the GOAT. And Tom has what, six? Seven. Six or seven. Six or seven. I think it's seven. Yeah. seven. So he got a seventh one with the um the uh, Correct. Buccaneers. Correct. So he's got he's got to get four more by the time he retires. Now, I don't know when when Patrick or Patrick Mahomes is going to retire. I advocated earlier in the show that Patrick Mahomes should retire right now. He's not going to. I, I have zero effect on this whatsoever. So you people start stop typing. But. Players in their prime are retiring at a higher rate than ever before because they're seeing players that came before them and the condition they're in after they stop playing. They don't want to be crippled. They don't want to have CTE. They don't want to be drooling all over the place. They want to remember their kids' names. They want to experience their kids' lives. And he's stinking rich. And he's got a smoke show wife with two kids. And he's got $70 million in the bank. And he's got three Super Bowl rings already and three MVPs. Patrick Mahomes is already in the GOAT conversation. Now, he will most likely play for another five to ten years and maybe win another two or three more. Wouldn't be surprised if he did. I don't think it's going to be – I think Spur Daddy earlier in the show said he's on pace to win six more. That's asking a lot Yeah, if he plays ten more years. That's would be nice, but still. Yeah, I mean, hey, if he can keep playing the 49ers, he'll get it. <laughs> you know? play Just make that the Super Bowl year in and year out. You're a shoe-in, Patrick. But it's not, it's not an insane thing to say. To say that Pat has done everything you can do. He just Now he could just stack stats on top of this with more rings, more playoff wins, more touchdowns, more everything. And that's, that's great if that's what he wants to go chase. The question just becomes, what does Patrick Mahomes want out of his life? He's 28. He's still a young guy. He's got time in his league if he wants it. But one big problem, two big problems, is that two key pieces of his success could be hanging it up soon. We, we've heard We've heard rumors that Travis Kelsey may hang it up this season. That is a big deal when you lose a guy like that. Imagine, I mean, think about think about Tom Brady without Rob Gronkowski. You lose the most important That's a significant receiver on piece your team. Missing out there, you lose that guy, you lose a big chunk of what makes you successful. Now, Patrick Mahomes is that good. He's going to be successful no matter who's on his team. But if he lost Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, Andy Reid said in a clip that we played twice throughout the show today already. That he feels old. He says he feels old. Now, like, of course, you say that when you're celebrating. You're like, oh, man, I'm exhausted, but this was a blast. Like, he may run it back. Andy Reid may run it back for two or three more seasons. And in that time, if they can keep Travis Kelsey around, maybe he goes out and wins another one or two. 
And then, of course, he just supplants Brady as in the GOAT conversation. There are some people who only look at Super Bowl rings. You can't just look at Super Bowl rings. It's, it's a sliding scale. You have to be able to look at both, weigh all the facts, and say, oh, he doesn't have as many Super Bowl and trophies. No, there's some players who have play, better stats. He didn't play until he was 44 years old. Look at Dan Marino. But his stats are way better. He's got the same number of, of MVPs. He's got way more touchdowns, way more yards, way more playoff games because he's – is consistently better than Tom Brady. Like you know, it's it's not an insane thing to say if you lose Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey that you hang it up. And Taylor Swift may want Travis to hang it up because if they stay together, which it seems like it's a very healthy, loving relationship, if they stay together, maybe she doesn't want her husband to be crippled later in life. Maybe she doesn't want to be wiping his butt because he's got CTE and he can't figure out where he is in the morning. Like, I guarantee you he's taking a lot of hits and he's going to suffer for them later in life. Travis Kelsey has taken a lot of hits. And he will suffer for them later in life. And I'm just saying, maybe Patrick Mahomes doesn't want that for himself. Maybe Patrick Mahomes' wife doesn't, that, doesn't want that for her husband. Maybe Patrick Mahomes' wife wants her kids to remember, to know her father, their father. Maybe she wants their father to know who her kids are 10 years from now, and he's not decrepit with his with his eggs scrambled. So I know I caused a stir earlier in the show suggesting that, but it's not an insane thought to have. Anyway, Super Bowl 58 was fascinating. We saw, we saw Travis Kelsey chest bump Andy Reid. Get in his face, which we never thought, you know, that's just nuts to to have a player do that to a coach uh, of that high stature in the Super Bowl. That's insane. We also saw, you know, a trick play, the um, uh, that, that throw across the field. That was nuts. Juwan Kenlaw, that was nuts to Christian McCaffrey which was an exact same play that they ran at Tennessee. And I love that uh, Butch Jones shared that video and just mic drop, turned his, turned his mentions off and goes to bed. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's been a great time with you today. We'll be back to do it tomorrow all week. As a matter of fact, since Mark Ryan is out for the week, this has been Offsides with Diesel and Brandon. We are the Fan Up State. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.